the Seeds You Sow podcast, planting seeds of applied knowledge, strategic change, and unstoppable passion. Coming to you live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Seeds You Sow podcast. This is your girl, Aisha Tripp, coming to you live, KUSF. I love how I sing that every week, and I feel like every week it gets better and better. If you don't think it gets better, it's okay, but I do. But anyway, I'm in the studio. That was the best version. What? I felt yeah, yeah, it was yeah, real. Right yeah, and this, oh, this you morning. Just on, you just keep Thank on working you. on the keep Thank on climbing. You that's important. Eminem's in Sprite on the way, man. I'm just <laughs> trying to think yes, of so. What year is it coming out? <laughs> I thought it was coming out 2018, but I think we have to push it back to like 2020. But it's okay. <laughs> so we in the as long studio. As you're making progress. So we in the studio, obviously, with Brother Damon. Hey, hey. We in the studio with Deacon Mike. What's going on? And of course, we in the studio with our financial advisor, Jasper Smith, Mr. Bill Wealth. Good evening. <laughs> What's our Bill Wealth tip of the day, brother? <laughs> I don't do them on weekends anymore, man. Oh, but this is a special occasion, man. This is the CSU So. What's the CSU So tip of the day? Commit to the 50-20-30 plan, which I'll share, shed a little more light on later on in the show. Oh. There it is. I'm still stuck on the fact that you said good evening, though. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I was like, wait. I was like, but it's the morning. Like, we're here. Oh, my gosh, we're in the studio. You been up all night, Jasper? No. Decent hour. Y'all, I was struggling this morning. In some ways, I was kind of lightweight, like, dang, they're going to drive separately. I was going to ask one of them to drive my car. Oh, <laughs> I kind of... You know what? I actually kind of felt that energy in the text messages. You know, you could tell by somebody's tone just by the words they use it. I was like, yeah, I should not really feel it this morning. I, I was like, so when I saw you, I was like, how's she doing? Let me just check in. I could good. tell from the messages. I was like, yeah, she, uh. I'm good. It was just more, because, y'all, it was, I'm good, I'm good. After I had that breakfast burrito, though, you know, I'm, I'm good or whatever. No, you should have told me all that came through and I, You know, I just, I went out, had a good time, you know. Okay. Karaoke, right. you know. No further questions. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Yes, you guys were in the studio Sunday morning. Glad to be back. Um, October, our first October episode. It is. October is a great month. In the studio, too, with us, but not on the mic, but in the background. It's our social media intern, Miss Jada. Shout out to Jada. Shout out to Jada. Yes, you guys. Jada has been representing us on our Instagram platform and Facebook, you know, engaged with the platform. We are so happy to have her part of the team. So shout out to you, Jada. Do you want to say something real loud on the mic? She was going to smile. No. <laughs> she was real She'll be on the mic in time. In time. She's like, no, nah, I'm just in the background, you know, I'm just doing the posting thing. So, yeah. Um, we have a good episode for you guys today. Do you want me to take that? You guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode. Oh, oh, hold on. We need to shout out Ashley. She's mm. not with us today. She's out um, in Pennsylvania holding down her graduate school. Ashley, Miss Super Black Magic Woman all day. So shout out to Ashley. Let's clap it up for her, y'all. Cause... We know she really wanted to be here she did today. Want to be a part of this one. I yeah, know. She did. I know. It's okay. And it, you know, honestly, it was a little hard for me to go forward with this topic without her. Yep. But I was like, the following we were gonna do the economics of dating anyway, so mm. she'll be there for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, y'all gotta. I guess we just doing a little economics dates. of dating. That's she gonna kill that one. We talked about it last yeah. time. Oh, she's ready. Yeah. Oh. So I was like, let me. Yeah. I want to be in that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, we will all be there, yeah, so okay. y'all stay tuned for that. But um, today's seat of the day is officially titled Hook Up or Boot Up. What is it like 
to date in today's modern culture. So we're going to be talking about dating in today's modern world. Um, I just want to quickly name two. Originally, we were going to do an episode around the court of public opinion in reference to Kavanaugh. Um, as you guys have not known, he was elected as our new Supreme Court justice. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And um, also, too, with the Bill Cosby trials. Like, there's been a lot going on in our media in terms of just in reference to sexual assault, and there's a lot of opinions, and there's a lot of people who are responding based off the off the opinions of others as opposed to doing their own given research. And we were going to have a conversation about that. And we're still going to have a conversation about that. But we decided to take a pause and a step back because it's a lot. It's overwhelming. And we are living in a culture where people are very, very quick to, like, react and want to be the first one to say something. So we're going to practice. Let's process first, and then we'll come back and talk about it. And also, personally, I'm triggered. I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> You're getting hype right now. <laughs> there it is, y'all. There it is, y'all. Take a breath. Let's take three woof sides and just back it up. Mm-hmm. That's one. Okay. Okay, one more. There we go. All right. Now we're back. All right. Cool. We're back. Yes. So we're going to come back to that. Um, we hope everybody has registered to vote the upcoming uh, midterm elections, but we will have a conversation. But in today, we're instead, we're just going to keep it a little bit more light. We're going to keep it more fun. Um, it is cuffing season. <laughs> y'all, I'm going to let y'all know how I feel about cuffing. I don't like that term. It's, it's a real thing. It, it's, it's a real a thing. Real thing it's, so, yeah. it's, it's, it's a thing. So we have to we have to acknowledge <laughs> these things that happen. I heard that it got moved back because the weather is still really <laughs> nice right now. That's what I heard. Cuffing season got rescheduled. That's a California thing. Cuffing season got rescheduled. back a little bit. Well, I, I was told Postponed. This, I, I, I was told this is recruitment season. Oh. So it's recruitment season for cuffing. I thought it was September. Well, it, that's nice. So, that's so my birthday. You know, August 30th. I'm like, okay, that ends, you know, summer almost. Right. You got Labor Day. Uh-huh. And right after Labor Day is when you start yeah. your recruiting process. God. Yeah. Everything so starts after Labor Day. Yeah. You start your recruiting process September 5th. Yeah. So we're going to talk about cuffing season. And we're going to be talking about dating in today's modern culture. So it's going to be a live conversation. Um, yeah. So but before we hop into that, let's do our quick stroll through the grout garden checking question inspired by last night's events fun times karaoke so what is everybody's go-to karaoke song i have a lot so mine is whoop there it is <laughs> tag team it, 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 it doesn't matter where you are and i've tried this no matter where i'm at if i do that song everybody knows it and the crowd always gets hyped yeah. and whoever goes after me is doomed because right. I bring the juice. <laughs> I know most of the words, but it, that song is so fast and it's a longer song, so I just like run around the crowd and like get everybody hyped. So, <laughs> you run around. Yes, you run around. I have a wireless mic. I run through the audience. Try, try to, anybody who does that song, you can't not get hyped. Whether That's you're drunk true. or not, you oh, no. get excited. You yeah, like, no. doom, 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 doom. yeah. <laughs> I remember it, um, when we were like six or seven when that came out, and I was yeah. at a church retreat, and um, this group of like students, they <laughs> did. Very interesting. Um, they did a step to that. They did, and I thought, yeah, I thought they said whoop that ass. That's what I thought they said. Of course you did. And I was like, mother cousin, this is whoop that blank. And she was like, no, they said whoop there it is. I was like, no, they didn't. But what about when they said where the booty at? 
Right. They they didn't do the whole <laughs> song. No, they didn't do the whole song, but they did like That's that. why they said, whoop, there it is. Oh, well, they, I'm just saying, like, they did, like, that chant part. You know what I mean? <laughs> they did, it was, so what did they say? One more again, what? It was just like, they did their step, and then at the end, they, like, stepped out to whoop, daddy. Oh, they just said, whoop, there it is. Yeah, that's what they did, again. yeah. Ooh. It wasn't, like, the whole song. Okay. But okay. still, it was, like, the song of the time, and they brought right. it into the church, and so they got away with it, praise yeah, the Lord. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the church has a way of doing church. that. <laughs> the church has a way of doing that. Um, I'll go next. My go-to karaoke song, and I got, you know, I got I got different ones. It's really about, there's a mixture between what what is the crowd feeling, and then also what am I feeling. And so I feel like a good mixture between what I'm feeling and what the crowd is feeling, and I think people don't expect this from me. I get up there, and I do Aerosmith's Dream On. I feel like that is, like, you know, a very kind of, like, build-up kind of song, and then once you hit, like, that high note, Dream On! Dream On! You guys, you guys know this song, right? I, I do know the song. I'm yes. like, this is your time. Like, I know I, that note that you just okay. sang, though. I don't know if that was in the song. Uh, I never heard that note. I know the song, but I'm like, I know the song. Is that on the album? It is. It's a high note at the end. That's the reprise. Man. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, um, that's my go-to. Because I remember one time I was doing um, a live band karaoke. So they had the band behind you. I felt like a rock star, man. That's pretty so, exciting. And I feel like when I do that, people go like, wait, she's about to do Aerosmith, Dream On? That's what I'm saying. I, I, and it gets them going. Everybody gets into it. And it's an uplifting song. It's Aisha. It's Aisha. Yeah. It, you're right. You're right. Good point. It's a what? I've learned, not you. To, you. I've learned not to expect. <laughs> 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 A bad thing. It's a great thing. Okay. It's a great thing. You're just so, it's so unique. <laughs> it's a great thing. Okay, I'm like. What I mean by that is that you never know what you're gonna say. So I never like place it like she's probably gonna say this. It never comes in my mind with you ever. Okay, okay. Well, yes. Dream on Aerosmith. Look it up. It's a good inspirational song. It talks about holding on to your dreams come true. I know the song. I, yeah. Yeah. It was just. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> so uh, my go-to karaoke song. I've actually probably only done karaoke like once. What? Isn't that crazy? We're all going to do karaoke as a team. Probably like once or twice. But the time that I did was the year after I came back from San Diego, I took a trip back down to San Diego for my friend's birthday party. <laughs> and they had a karaoke. Uh, they had a DJ come and had karaoke there. And I did Super Freak. <laughs> <laughs> the whole song running through the house. like got everybody hyped doing Super Freak. And at the end of it... At the end of it, I forgot what, how it ends, but at the end of it, I did the Randy Watson where he just got, oh, dropped the mic. Oh, my God. Okay. The DJ lost his mind. Lost his mind. Like, the whole moment just got destroyed because the DJ was just like... Oh, he came at, dropped the yeah, mic? Oh, yeah. He was talking to me for, like, a good 20 minutes in front of, like, in the middle of the crowd. Oh, like, no. I was in a moment. I understand. I've been around music and, and mics and stuff for my whole life. Yeah. I understand. I was just in the moment, man. I'm sorry. Uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm not going to buy you another mic. I'm not going to buy you. It still works. But now it's the moment nice. is ruined because I just killed that performance and nobody's even thinking about it anymore. Oh, dang. dang. That's, That's whack. What yeah. was this at a, what was the name of this place? No, it was at a house. It was at a house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they brought a DJ in to the house oh. in PB. It was amazing. It was incredible. But yeah, that's why. I'm sorry. Yeah. Super Freak's a good one though. Oh, it was incredible. She's a pimp. I can't wait to do Girl. it. Again. It was like 15 years ago. I just can't wait to do it. Again. <laughs> We're gonna have a karaoke party on the CG show. We're Let's gonna do, do a karaoke, karaoke episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be ridiculous. I'm. 
I don't know why I went last. I got, I got the weakest story of all right here. Uh, I have never, never done karaoke. Next. All right. Uh, next. All right. I should. I have uh, seen of the day is what? I, yeah, I have never done karaoke. Um, my singing voice stays inside the walls of uh, my car and house. Um, if I were to do karaoke, especially in uh, inspiration of it being cuffing se- season, I'd uh, I'd do uh, "Come and Talk to Me" by Jodeci. That's a great. Story. That's a great. And hopefully, oh, that's great. If any ladies in the crowd wanted to come and talk to me oh. afterward, then we can talk. Just make, sure, just make sure you sing it in the right crowd, brother. Uh, I will make sure I sing it in the right what, crowd. What crowd do you not sing that in? A crowd that you don't want nobody to come talk Ooh, to. Right? Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. I didn't think about it like that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that would talent in the audience first. You yeah. in this talent term? Yeah, talent in the audience. I mean, before he, he sings that right, song. Right, right, you know? So, oh, you guys agree with this terminology? I didn't say anything. Okay. I said, I mean, that's what I said. Gotta be, I'm not yeah. a part of this. Gotta be somebody you wanna talk to in the audience. <laughs> right. You can make eye contact while you're singing it. Right. That's exactly what we're going for. Come and talk to me. I'm talking to you. Are, are you gonna talk to me? I can't, I can't. Uh, so that would be my song. Are you gonna I, talk to me? <laughs> you gonna start doing the whole breakdown talking section, Michael? You know what? I was about to say, you know me. I might not even go up there and right. sing. I might just take the mic and start talking. I might deliver a sermon for y'all. Like, all right. So y'all drinking? Let me tell you about something right here. Oh, I got a little something to say. You feel me? Oh my gosh, we're gonna. Yeah, this. That's wow. I didn't expect this question to bring that much laughter. I just thought, yeah, that was great. That's great. You never know what you're going to get, actually. This is very true. Hey, the same thing. I don't, I can never have any expectations of any of you guys because talent, that term. Mm. I guess that's no bad. My cousin used to always refer to guys like, oh yeah, where to work at? She used to say that. Work. I feel like it's, I feel like it's actually hard to have a, have a word around like, like one time I I got, uh, I got caught heat because I said that, um, like I, y'all gonna, I'm gonna catch heat again, but um, I said that like, I, I was trying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find, right. trying to find a wife, right. um, oh and I think I called, uh, I said candidates, <laughs> and I called heat for that, but I was like, that's I don't know that, what that's, it, not, that's not that bad though. Yeah, I don't know what like, what do you, with like, like I'm not really talking to them, I'm not really, they not my, they not my girlfriend, but like I'm actively seeking if we can have a relationship together. I don't I've know what the word is for that. I think like, the term is nice young ladies. Nice young ladies, so... Nah. So, that, so <laughs> no, I'm no, like, no. yeah, I got all these nice young ladies. Right. Nah, see, you he's, he's trying to be more specific. Oh. I'm looking, so candidates... Oh. It's like you're, it's like you're in, a, in, in the meeting process. I don't of, think... No. Right? But what's the word, though? Yeah, I don't... You're just talking I don't to think candidates is bad, but I think it's the whole, like, objectification thing. Like, like with I don't talent. just want to be a, a piece of talent or a candidate or, or I'm, never work. mind. That, no, 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 nothing. I like how like You I told you. Let me know when the seat of the day. We we getting into it right now. All right, we we we. Okay, so let's segue. We, we're strolling out of the garden. No, we're strolling out because yeah. now we're 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 segueing into our seat of the day. So yes, you guys. Y'all, y'all tripping a little bit. I mean, so seat of the day. Hook up or boot up. You know, it's like, I mean, I'm thinking about those two songs. Like, I got the hook up. Or you could say, I'm trying to hook up. Mm, holla if you hear me. Or, uh, <laughs> or, 
Or are you in your feelings and you're trying to get booed up? I like that song. Bitty body, booed up. But um, today's dating culture is interesting. Um, I was on a podcast recently, a few weeks ago, and the podcast, um, the title was The Weird Ass Dating Scene in the Bay. That was interesting. And so what I'm hoping with our conversation today is we can all offer our different opinions, experience, thoughts, and have like a productive conversation around dating, relationships, and even offer to our listeners out there, you know, a little bit of insight, a little bit of advice. We don't know everything. We don't. We're still figuring things out ourselves. But um, this could be a fun, productive conversation and balance in the sense where two of our hosts, um, Brother Damon and Brother Jasper over here, are boot up in committed relationships. So ladies out there, if you were thinking you had a chance, you don't. So they boot up. And so, and then me and Michael over here, we're over here, single, single, you know. Um, but, you know, we out there shopping. We, we back on the market. You know, might go to the checkout lane sometime soon. You never know. Shopping ain't no better than candidates. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's not. That was No. Yeah. If you shopping, right. you shouldn't have nothing to say. <laughs> nothing to say. I mean, they, they, you made nothing. me feel a little better, though. Thank nothing. you. I appreciate you. I was using the metaphor of you're he on the mar- you're on the market. So you looking at steak <laughs> or lobster? That's a, all or I'm chicken. saying is my point is <laughs> that it's like you're hard to, to attach words to <laughs> that process. Currently, you know, getting it to is. know different young gentlemen. Okay, there we go. Different young ladies. Boot up. Not trying to, I'm not trying to hook up. But yeah, so in any case, we're going to talk about what's going on in today's dating culture. Y'all ready for that? Y'all yeah, excited yeah. for it? I, Are we ready? As ready as I'm going to get. <laughs> as ready as you're going to get. What was my first question that I had? I'm over here just running my mouth with you guys. Um, I don't, me and Jasper were talking about this in the car, too, but let's, okay, let's let's just kind of start. Oh, yeah. Um, Going back to cuffing season two, I'm probably not the best person to explain cuffing, but apparently, can someone give like a definition of cuffing? I don't, I don't even know why I mentioned it, but I just felt like I had to. But. The, defini- the definition. I mean, of basically, cuffing. when it's not cuffing season, you are not tying one person down. You, you do your thing. There's no program. There's no program. You just, you just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Become post-Labor Day. Yeah. You start to chart it's out your journey. journey. Right. It's the preseason. It's going to get I mean, warm. It's going to get cold. <laughs> you need some constant warmth. Depending on where you are, it could be rainy. It could be rainy. You need constant warmth and companionship. So You want a meal you after you get home to... from the job. Yeah, you know. Ladies, you walk around your heels different... and you want somebody rubbing them feet. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And also, I just want to name, too. We... You're storing up for the winter. Also, just want to name really quickly, too. Um, this conversation will be centered around, because um, Everybody here is, um, we do identify as heterosexual, and this conversation will be catered to the conversation between men and women, but possibly at a later date, we can bring in those of the LGBTQ community who can speak about their experience with dating, too. But we're going to have that conversation in particular. This oh. is just one, but there are, like, some different cuffing schedules. So the cuffing... <laughs> so oh, the schedule is schedule. out. So this is... So what we have for the cuffing season schedule goes, scouting begins in August. (laughs) Drafting is in September. Tryouts right now are October. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Preseason is November. Cuffing season officially starts December 1st and goes through January 15th up until Martin Luther King's birthday. The playoffs are through January 16th through February 13th, and the championship game is Valentine's Day. 
And so there are different variations of your schedule. So depending where you are in the country, right. how you want to do this, right. this is just one schedule. Okay. Well, that's a nice schedule to go off of. But um, it's interesting because cuffing kind of in turn um, brings up this idea of like, being together or just hooking up? Is it something long-term? Is it something just for the moment? And let's kind of open up a discussion, thinking about boot up and hooking up in reference to dating. Do you guys feel like, generally speaking, in today's culture, are people looking for long-term commitment? Or are people just kind of looking to just kind of hook up and just be in the moment with stuff? Like, what do you think? Does it really just depends on the person, the situation? Yep. Like, what What are we thinking here? Yeah, it definitely depends on the, perp- on the person. Mm-hmm. I think some people are more... Uh, more interested in a more committed, serious situation. The other mm. ones are just exploring, having fun, spending mm. time with different people, getting to know different people, and it's you know, well, it just we, depends on where you are. That's true. You know, I mean, and also too, do you guys think like more? I know it's hard for us to kind of like measure, but if you had to kind of pick a side right now, do you feel like the culture is leaning more towards hookups or more towards like commitment or something? But also on top of the question that I said. I think that... Uh, I don't think it's leaning. Oh, good. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> people in our culture want commitment, but they think that they're going to get to commitment through hooking up. And I think mm. that's one of our greatest I, challenges. Mm, yep. So I think they really want that long-term commitment, but their idea of getting that is to hook up until they hook up with the right person that it just falls into place. Oh, interesting. I think that we should define hooking up, though, because I so, think that that could go... There's a wide range of where that could go, you know what I mean? Let's get clarification. Because if you're talking about hooking up as far as just, like, hanging out with people, you know what I mean? That's one thing. Right. You could go all the way the other direction. So, like, what are we talking about? I guess when I'm thinking about hooking up, I'm thinking about somebody who in, doesn't really think about... They just want something in the moment, nothing long-term, it can be a mixture of just um, hanging out or some type of physicality going on. Mm. But at the end of the day, they don't really want to commit themselves to getting to know one particular person. They just want to just keep their options completely open. Just, Got you. Yeah, that's how I'm looking mm. at looking up. So it doesn't assume that there's physical interaction. Correct. It could, it could not. Both, you, you know, yeah. But it doesn't assume dates. that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, that's just like the time, right? <laughs> You gotta get oh, to no, know I like coffee. No, wait, no, no. Wait, you well, really? Th- what? No, okay, let me. No, hold on. No, I didn't mean it like that. No, coffee dates are great. I'm Conversa- saying, no. Conversations are horrible. No, coffee dates are great. It's very, no, like, no pressure. I'm talking about, like, if people are just like, oh, I'm just doing coffee dates and that it, like, with nothing mm. long term. And I'm like, so what's the point? Like, that's just how I'm thinking. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, y'all can't I got you. Okay. It's, it's tough. I mean, Damon's gotta go. It's like how you define it. Like, yeah. people. You know, I said they're dating. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you're right. out with the same person once a month, twice a month. Do y'all talk? Do you text? I mean, because dating is another one of those loose terms. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're dating her. I'm like, oh, no, we just went out once. That's, right. that's, that's not considered dating. Right. Uh, so, right. again, loose, it's, it's all about how you define a lot of these words because that's where the, the issues come. Because, like, you think dating is one thing, you think dating is another mm-hmm. thing. You think hooking up is one thing, I think hooking up is, like, another thing. So, it's that's what you have to, like, yeah. kind of express to people when you're right. Dating and out there, like mm-hmm. what we got to communicate. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Absolutely. Were you gonna say something, Mike? I feel like there was something on the tip of your tongue. There was. Um, oh, I think. Oh, what I was just about to say was that this is why having conversations like this, even if it's kind of um, open and a lot of laughter involved, that's why that's important, though, because like so many of us don't really have uh, any type of plan like you know a lot of us go into the the 
idea of hooking up in the sense of how we're speaking of it. Like, so many people just be like, okay, I'm about to just go meet people. I'm not really, I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't really (laughs) know what I'm doing. I I might have some stuff in the past that I'm still holding on to that I got to figure out. Mm. But, you know, I'm just trying to... And, and people just aren't really uh, very strategic in the way that they go about many things within their life, including mm. what they do when they're, they're dating or finding people, right? So I think that's why we need to have more conversations like this. So mm. the more that we are kind of conscious in what we're actually trying to do mm-hmm. when we do meet new people, yeah. right? And <clears throat> along the lines of what you were just saying, like, I think that we put a lot of negative, like, uh, hmm. We look negatively at the idea of people just exploring and like right. meeting a bunch of people and like spending that's time true. with a bunch of different people. But like, if that if you don't know what you're trying to do, then that's what you do. You like explore, you keep it open, you mm-hmm. have experiences, and then you hopefully those will help you find out what you're doing, right? Yeah. So like, if somebody's spending time with a bunch of different people, I think that's fine. Yeah. No. And, you know, but but then if but if I came to you, it's like, oh, like what's up? Oh yeah, you know, I've been talking to this girl and that girl and this other girl. And, like we just been hanging out with a bunch of people. You're like, what? Like. <laughs> You have a you kind of a negative kind of outlook on that, right? right? It can be, right? Well, it depends on like the like the context, I guess, or right. whatever. But you then know? it would be assumed that like I'm hooking up with all these people, right? Yeah, I mean, if I said that, yeah, right. you know what I mean. But I guess it's like the communication aspect, like people talking about where they're at, so then people can make the decision. Like, all right, cool. Like if you you're out here just going on multiple dates, and maybe the other person's like, well, I'm just you know taking it one person at a time. Then people can make their decisions on right. what they want to do. And you're right, Michael. Like. There isn't a lot of, like, intentionality behind, like, what people are doing when they're going into, like, the dating world. And it's interesting because it is, like, your own individual experience, but it's like, yeah, what is, like, our blueprint of, like, dating today, right? And I'm like, dude. There isn't one? I don't think we need one. No. I I mean, everybody's writing their own own book. I mean, like, Mm. I I can never understand, like, people who are in college. Like, that is one of the most enjoyable times of your life because you're learning a lot about yourself. Right. You don't know what you don't like. Right. So I think you have to go out and experience all these different things mm-hmm. versus the person who was, they were booed up in high school and transitioned into college. I'm just like, oh my God, like, but is some, that it for your life? Yeah. Like, that's it? But, but some people, some, some people like, like that. that. Yes, yeah. yeah. so or some people, they're like you know, that. I'm saying about my boy, like a lot of my, I'm from the South, like a lot of my friends were married in college. I'm right. like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> are you serious right now? But again, right. that, that was their family structure. Like, you know, they were uh, super religious. So it was like, you know, getting married, not sleeping around. Like, I mean, it was kind of, that was their blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what you're going to do. Right. Meet your spouse or your significant other in high school and it mm-hmm. carries on. I'm like, I don't even know if I like this person next the next day, yeah. right. let alone the rest of my life. Right. 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 That, and those are people who end up getting divorced when they're like in their 40s and 50s because they never got to explore yeah. how, what all of that's like. A lot of people. Right. Well, I, mean, I mean, what are the numbers? I don't know the numbers. Right. I mean, we got to generalize. The divorce numbers are pretty high. There isn't the date. Yeah, there's a lot of different reasons for that. But, I mean, no, but you're right. Like, exploration is needed. Mm-hmm. And then some people, they do, like, I, I had friends, like, in high school, like, they were always booed up. Even going into college, booed mm-hmm. up. I know, like, for me personally, all throughout college and all throughout, like, my 20s, I I didn't think about relationships and commitment. I just wanted to have fun. I just wanted to just have a good time. That didn't mean, like, I'm just go out talking to heck of dudes and stuff. It just yeah. wasn't on the forefront of my mind. So mm-hmm. your individual lived experience is a part of that, as well as your environment. Yep. Like, yeah. what you're, like, exposed to and stuff. So. It was terrible. I mean, it was just, you know, the stuff that they told me I should do. I was like, oh. All right. 
That this is normal. <laughs> <laughs> this is what every guy does. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm young, so you're like yeah, you're getting these influences. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, the media definitely does it. Hip hop culture. I mean, you think yeah. about like, all this rape stuff mm-hmm. that has been embedded in our brains that we should be sleeping around. Like every dude right. should sleep around. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone. Right. And see, that's why to me I'm questioning like the blueprint because there obviously your things of that are influencing our mind and how like we see ourselves and how we see each other in terms of those interactions. So we are being influenced to some degree. So we do need to kind of like check in with ourselves and ask ourselves like, what are our intentions? What do we want? And what does that look like? But Mm -hmm. the culture itself doesn't really promote that. It's just like, yeah, sleep around. And it's funny because we do live in a culture where men are taught be the players, get as many girls as you want, yeah. but then girls are taught, keep it together, don't get what heck. Yeah. It's like right. it's like setting each other up against yep. each other. It sounds just ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And to go back to like um so my candidates and having trouble in, <laughs> in, in trouble not not my candidates, but having trouble putting long. a word or um like a definition label, to yeah. what you're Man, trying to do. Is that like because yeah. of the because of the way society has taught men to to sleep around and, and do everything in turn now women if i if i go into meeting a, a lady and i'm like oh you know like i've had a couple other meetings with some other with uh, some other ladies recently and you know like if i'm being super open with what my intentions are do you say that, that like that lady a couple other meetings with a couple that's ladies. what i'm saying like it doesn't matter i could have said i I, I went to coffee. I could say I've gone to coffee with a couple other uh, ladies in in the last month or so, um, and I'm just actively trying to find the right person. Right. Yeah. And, that, and oftentimes, because of the way society has also um, p- had a portrayal on men, that woman might sit here and be like, oh, he's a player. Yep. Yeah. Mm. And literally, I just went to coffee, and I'm like <laughs> literally just trying to find yeah. find the right person. But it's like, so it's hard because mm. how do you how do you put a label on the fact that like yeah, I'm I'm actively trying to ultimately find the person who's gonna be my wife, right? Oh, but Michael's looking for to, his wife, y'all. To do that, <laughs> to do that, I can't just sit down with one person and then say, okay, this is the one person I'm about to go with it. No, you, you know, like I'm trying that. to, I'm trying to ex- explore, right? Yeah. But there's no way to be open about going through that process without people always attaching me to what they expect of men in this society. Yeah. So when you say people and you say like being open about it, are you being open about it with the people that you're like talking to, like the ladies that you're talking to? Or are you being open with like other people? Are you talking about other people when you tell hmm. them about... I think both, right? And to me, oh, wow. to me, what I think is what I think is a challenge, right? Is that I want to be super honest in the the foundation of my relationship with with anybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about finding the blueprint and having communication. If I'm trying to communicate with the person who I'm sitting across the the table from, drinking coffee. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just like, nice latte. Uh, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a kidding. coffee date. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Coffee dates and taco truck dates are cool. But like, you know, <laughs> if I'm trying to be, if I'm trying to be open with her, so that at the time where maybe we do begin to transition to be serious, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't want to feel like, oh, I've been, I, I get a text from one of the other per- ladies that I met with, yeah, and like, I'm like. Trying to hide it. Like, well, there's, you know, so much... Let me, let me just name... I think it's important that you're saying that. Like, and that's good. Because that is, like, a real feeling, right? And 
honestly, Mike, like for the people that judge you like that, that's that's not fair to you. That's not fair because I think if there's the open communication happening, if like you're not committed to each other and you're getting to know each other on um, both parties' ends, like everybody is still free to explore. And right. There are women folk out there while they're going out on a coffee date with one guy, they go on another coffee date with another guy too. So, right, right. It, so nah, like it goes both ways. It just gets. But I think what we're, I think it's about communication and our intentions, and I think that's what our culture needs to get better at doing. And I think some of us are trying. I think, like, at least I feel like the people sitting here, I get this vibe that we want to communicate better with, like, the intentions that we have or with our spouses or whatever. So, But women do it, too. They ain't just over right, here. Right. But I think it depends, though. I, I don't think you have to tell people. Like That's what I was So, so I, think, I think you want to inherently, like, we want to tell people everything and be honest, but people don't want that brutal honesty right up front. So right. I think when you're first, like... Like, I'm know, having this this coffee with you because I'm looking for a wife, and I'm trying to yeah. see if it's you. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I also had coffee with three other people this week right. to see for the same reason. Like, you don't have right, to do right. that. No, I think it's, there's a way to say it where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, I think you're cool. I'm getting to know you. And, you know, I'm also in the process of, like, just meeting other people, too, and just seeing what happens, and mm. we'll just see what goes right. from there. I don't need to tell you you like okay, her name is this, and she did that. And <laughs> right, did that. Right, I ain't gonna right. tell you I'm seeing other people. I mean, again, because that 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 puts people on guard. Because some people just don't. I would like someone to tell me. But that's just you. A lot of people <laughs> can't take if we're but out I'm, having coffee and you're like, well, I actually went out with Lisa and Susan and Monique right. last week. You're like, <laughs> I mean, is this his thing? Right. I mean, because some people will internalize that. Oh my god, I, I'm not gonna talk to him again because he was just a little too upfront with me. Well, I think it just depends on the person. I would not. Yeah. You know what? I think, like, well, yeah, it obviously depends on the person, but it also, what else? what was the rest of the conversation because yeah. if you look at the person you see the person overall and you can kind of get a sense of where they're at you know what right. I'm saying well let me be clear like I'm not uh, <laughs> you got what I'm example? talking about is kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about is, is kind of hypothetical it's yeah. not like I've been really sitting with somebody yeah. and like oh yeah uh Hold on real quick. This girl I just met with. Just uh, you know, it's not, like, it's not like... But this is... But I think... Uh, and it, it, this will connect later to the book that I brought today. Not only does um, this connect with, like... I think we got a lot of internal thoughts that go on as we are going through and trying to navigate this scene that affect our ability to to go through it, right? So, like, I care very much about being a good man, right? Yeah. And I care very much about being a good man to to women, towards mm -hmm. women, right? Mm -hmm. So now I go in and, like, this may be a conversation I'm having in my head. Like, oh, my, like, I just, last week I went out with, with, with this. I kind of liked her. You know, I'd like to go out again, but now I'm sitting here. You know what I'm saying? So I think that mm -hmm. it, it, what, I'm, what I'm talking about more is the internal struggle that happens yeah. with us that then affects what we do externally, mm -hmm. right? Good point. And then, it, then you, you want to communicate that because you don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And then when you communicate that, sometimes you put yourself in a bad position because the, uh, the, the other person gets guarded or whatever. You know well, what I'm saying? It goes earlier when we were driving up here, Jasper and I had this conversation about the risk. So with dating, with love, relationships, there's always going to be an element of, like, vulnerability and a risk, right? right. Mm -hmm. And so with some people, you may put yourself out there, not, like, completely like the way you just stated. And some people, they'll be like, all right, that's cool. And other people might be like, all right, now I'm on guard. But that's how you figure it out. You really exactly. don't know until, as Jasper said, you got to shoot your shot. Exactly. You got to go out there. You got to communicate. You got to be intentional. So... But I think the communication aspect, there's a way to go about it. And everybody's different. Yeah. So, And with that being said, too, thinking about, like, communication, how are people meeting people these days? Like, think about online apps. What is it like nowadays to, like, go out, 
and meet somebody new. Like, what have you guys seen or experienced? I got some I, stories. <laughs> I haven't met anybody new. So. No. <laughs> I'm at the house. So both of y'all go ahead and throw that out there. Absolutely. Can we uh, be quiet real quick? Let me, uh, go ahead I don't and have say any of those dating apps on my phone, Tiana. <laughs> but I heard the people are using Tinder. <laughs> uh, and I heard that some people go to rock climbing to meet girls. I heard that. <laughs> I've never been rock climbing. <laughs> they go to rock climbing to meet girls? Well, you go to hikes. It's a place go. where a lot of people are. You know? I heard some people go to Bible studies to meet yep. girls. Bible that's studies. a good place. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real. a good place. Uh, that is a good, you going to find a good woman in Bible study? Uh, good is relative, brother. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that again. Um, I think the, I think the, the <laughs> landscape is, is definitely changing. Yeah. Um, for sure. I think social media is becoming... Uh, so much more important, I guess you could say, in finding new people. Um, what I would say for myself, which I don't think is necessarily like always the, the best thing, um, but I, I do look to have somebody, even, even if it may be over social media, I hope to have somebody that is knows both parties mm-hmm. that could kind of vouch. So I think mm. for me, uh, navigating social media is like really kind of uncomfortable. Like, so s- people use social media as dating. I think people yes. use social media what? to break to break the barrier. Yeah. Like people I use social so social media to meet loop. people. That's where people are, man. Yeah, yeah I get LinkedIn requests, and I'm just like, hey. And I, I'm I'm always business on LinkedIn, but there are people on LinkedIn who are really trying to holler. Yeah, yeah. I think everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, Where people are. Where I feel like I've, I was saying this to a friend um, the other day. Like, I've had people approach me recently, and instead of like having a conversation, they'll say, "What's your Instagram?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you could, "You could talk to me yeah, right yeah. now, or I can just like, this nah. is my Instagram, this is me, or you can just nah, here's my want, Instagram and walk over into the I corner." I want to do my research just, first because you look good, but it's like, ooh, no. she could be crazy. Let me uh, check. Yeah. She, she, she one of these selfie things. Yeah. yeah. That's a good but, point. The, but at the same time, like I can see that, like in terms of like gauging a person through their social media. But then people can cater whatever type of image they want. Of course. So yeah. I feel like it's more important. Like if you have the person right in front of you, right. why would you? I don't know. To me, that I I was like that was but some the of game the has, week. But the game has changed. I mean, that was some game. That, week. that was. I mean, wack. we about yeah, I was a the, <laughs> the online dating stuff and those apps. I mean, they they are effective. We were talking oh, about yeah, efficient, efficiency, right? I'm busy. I work. I do this, or I travel a lot. So it's right. it's, it's a time thing like okay i can swipe 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 read your profile i got a good idea but we were talking about like i love having that story of like i don't want to know your life before i meet a chick like i want to yeah, ask yeah. that question that i didn't see that was already typed out yeah. right what do you like right. to eat i want to ask them what you like chicken right 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 so your favorite like long walk workout date i saw your hike poster right. okay. <laughs> I, saw, I have another scene that looks quite right, right. and i mean <laughs> let's eat i think you know in the balance like we know people People who have met people off yeah. of online dates happily and they've married, married and are yeah. happily married, and it, yeah. it's great. I think it's dependent upon the individual because right. I think it is for that individual who's efficient and straight to the point and kind of just wants to go in like with that intention. And I feel like an oxymoron because I am intentional, but I love the awe and the wonder of just like, oh, like, you know, you just meet somebody by chance or you meet him through a friend or you reconnect after college or whatever like that. You know, it's like, I don't know. I didn't have to meet any of my best friends on, you know, eHarmony. I just, right, you know, right. like, <laughs> they well, got friendship apps. I agree. Oh, man. Like, they do. They got friendship meetups. Plenty friends. I, I agree with you totally <laughs> that, like, if somebody is right in front of you, they should not be trying to just get your Instagram and, and look at your Instagram. 
I think that's one of the, um, (laughs) as somebody who, like, works really closely with high schoolers, too, I think Mm. that's, like, one of the really negative effects on social life in general Mm. with social media, right? Because, like, literally, um, high schoolers, a lot of high schoolers don't even, don't even talk to each other face-to-face, but will be on Instagram or Snapchat talking all night, you know? Or, like, I know high schoolers who will, uh, find people that they could possibly date through posting a meme or whatever that yeah. says like if you if you like me send this emoji yeah. if you would hook up let's send try this y'all emoji. single hey look we're gonna do a picture you oh, you're single y'all yeah. any offers um, we'll do michaels and then that could be a good little test we do and so that like severely so hurts right their ability to, yeah. <laughs> how, you, how you wanna do your hair how you wanna do your hair it's not gonna be right. right. I'm all like ridiculous I'm like no. that, that severely hurts <laughs> people's ability to like build connections with each other like build authentic yeah. connections yeah. but on the other end no, I should like the no. the ability <laughs> to like reach more individuals is greater on social media than it is just with like our direct circle though. That's you know what I'm true. saying? And that's where like like I have a friend of mine. You know, we kind of we grew up in Alameda. That's like a small town. Yeah. And my friend is like, really adamant about I'm not trying to find somebody that's from Alameda. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather yeah. meet somebody that's from anywhere. Right, somewhere that's different, has different experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to find somebody who I know about their history in high school. You know, like, mm-hmm. and so to do that though, if you still work in Alameda and live yeah. in Alameda, like you still kind yeah, of you're out. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. And social media can can be that. Okay. So it's like a uh, pros and cons as as there is with everything. You gotta be open. You just have to be. I guess it's it's really knowing yourself and what like you're willing to be open to and what, like, you're willing to do in terms of, like, meeting people. But I think, like, the ability to, like, be open to new experiences, like, traveling new places, going to different parts within the Bay Area you haven't been to before, Mm -hmm. you know, being a part of new friend circles, that allows you different opportunities, like, to meet people. Right. So it just really depends on, like, your given ability. But it's interesting (laughs) because... this inability for people to connect like in a human level. I was talking with my friend Asia yesterday when I was driving back from Davis and she said, oh my God, she was like, there's like this new sex robot thing coming out. I was like, that's crazy. Like, but that's where the world is going. Like there's going to be like, like robots and people. So on that note, it's 11.30, and uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all, I have to check no, out. Oh, uh, you know, it's all good, brother. I'm it's sorry. Yeah, um, it's okay. I wish I could contribute more to this conversation that you were uh, starting right now, but, but I can't. So, <laughs> you know, it's sad. And, uh, yeah, I'll see y'all Any next quick advice time. that you want to leave for the listeners, and we're going to keep continuing the conversation, in terms of just, like, approaching dating and relationships. It's something like quick statement or word. Cause we are- yeah, yeah, there is, actually, y'all. So y'all listen up. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to quote the genie from Aladdin and say, be yourself, okay? Because no matter what, it's going to come out one day. So don't try to create this facade or try to, like, polish yourself too much or think too much about what you're presenting. Present yourself. Mm -hmm. And the person that that presents well to, that's the person that's going to be your person. I like that. All right, then, brother. Stay prayed up. (laughs) (laughs) Very inspirational. So then, like... 
Also, what do you guys think about, like, traditional gender norms and stuff then in terms of, like, should... We're talking about meeting people, so, you know, generally, men are, like, the ones who are supposed to, like, approach the woman. What do you guys think about that? I was talking to Jada about that when we wait. So, it it depends where you're from. Mm -hmm. So, like, growing up in the South, it it was, like, the the guy is supposed to make the move. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the thing. Like, he makes the move, she waits, hope it works out, Mm -hmm. Um, but... That was different for me when I moved to California because I became the hunted. And that was so new for me, the right? Hunted. Yeah. <laughs> it was strange. Because again, it was always me. I, it, I was so used to like saying something first to initiate the conversation. But when I got to the bay, it was, oh, hey, how you doing? You're cute. I was like, oh, I'm cute. Like it was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't I didn't know how to how to act. I didn't know how to respond. I'm like, oh my God, she said something first. Mm. Uh, so you think Cali? You, generally speaking, you were noticing that Bay Area, California, were more a little more bold. It, it, it was, it was when I first got. And, and granted, there's always an exception to the rule. But I said when I, I those first couple of years when I was here, it was more of the women making that first step. And then I would tell my friends who are still back on the East Coast or the South, I was like, "Yo, these girls are like approaching me," and they were like, "Yeah, I wouldn't do that." What have you experienced that? Like as a black man from the Bay Area, do you feel like women approach you, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> Real like, yeah, yeah no, you know. I was, no, I was not trying. I'm saying that, Eric. No, I was saying that like I was thinking about. Uh, I was thinking about how um, I think sometimes though, uh, both from a man to woman, and then also from woman to man. Sometimes like sometimes it just be a little too aggressive though. Oh, like you know, like I know. Yeah, sometimes it be, you know, you you. And then, it, but then there's also times where it's like far too passive, mm. you know. And so, like, but literally, um, sometimes I just have uh, women who are who are way too ag- aggressive with like, mm. you know, like, damn, oh, you two, like, you know, like I, I, I was in I was in Costco the other day. I was in Costco the other day, the day and uh, that's like that. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the the two there's two young ladies and they're like checking me out. Uh, like checking me out, as in two ladies getting uh, getting getting me <laughs> ringing me up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. ringing me up. Um, <laughs> so ridiculous. And like they're having a little conversation, and then they say something to me, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you just too cute." <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, "I'm just trying to shop right now." You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying. I'm here for my mom. We just trying to, you know. And so oh like sometimes I feel like. Um, and kind of like you talked about, too, it, it's fine that maybe initially you might approach me or you might be interested in me because uh, I, you think I'm attractive. Yeah. I'm okay with that, and and I'm also going to do the same, right? Yeah. When I approach a woman, initially it is because I'm attracted to you, yes. right? But don't just bombard me with that attraction. Like, yeah. try, to, try to have a conversation first, yeah. you know, because, like, you might be the most beautiful woman in the world, but if you can't have a conversation with Man. me, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good Say for us. Because you're gonna be annoyed with me, I'm gonna be annoyed with you, you know what I'm saying? Seriously. Like, so I feel like it, we gotta be, find that balance between aggressiveness and then also passiveness because sometimes as, as a men or women, we wanna be too cool or we wanna be too, like, oh, we just being friendly. Yeah. And then you miss your opportunity, well, so, right? And, and that's what I want to. So I, I'm definitely more on the on the aggressive side, whether it's the guy addition or the woman, because <laughs> I hear too many stories about people who missed out because they didn't take the step, they mm. didn't shoot the shot, right? Right. I hear a lot. Of, I have a lot of female friends that are dynamic women, and they're always like, "Well, I saw him. He was cute, 
But I didn't say nothing to him. And I'm like, well, did you do anything? So you weren't going to talk. Right. So did you do anything else to give him did the you signal? Walk by his smile? Right. Did you give him any kind of signal? <laughs> did you brush your hair? We're going to see. We're busy, <laughs> right? If you give us a signal, we just might come approach. I said, if you saw him and you didn't make any type of gesture or anything, then. That's your, That's on you. Right. Well, I'm right. old school. My dad taught me. I was like, I know what you've been told and what society has kind of told us we're supposed to do in terms of dating, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think people just they don't they aren't willing to take that step. Right. I think you got to be a little courageous, and, mm-hmm. and like, right, there's right, that right. risk of yeah, this I, I might get shot down. They might not think I'm attractive. But right. you know, I think right. it's also too like the balance, like what you were saying. So I think if there is like that, if a person wants to like you know push themselves outside of their, like, comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. Don't just look at, okay, obviously, okay, you may be attracted to somebody, but think about, like, I want to get to know them just even as a person. Like, a simple, like, hey, how are you doing? So right. take away all, like, this pressure of, like, ooh, yeah, what's up with it? Because I feel you, that turns into, like, this whole, like, objectification of, like, the person yeah. as opposed to, like, having just, like, a natural conversation. Because I right. know, like, me personally, when I think about the people who I have been involved with, it always started off, like, as friends first. Like, it was cool, there was a friendship that led to, like, dating or whatever, as opposed to just, like, yeah, what's up with it? Like, all right, damn. Like, I mean, okay, cool. I mean, some some people, that's cool. That's what they want. They go straight for it. But I'm like, going back to what you said, Michael, like, you could look like Mr. T'Challa, you could look like Michael B. Jordan, but can you formulate an original thought? Can you hold a conversation? Because your good looks will only get you maybe, like, that far. And I know they can't see that, but I went that far. Like, that far. I was like, that far. That far, like, that far. No, I definitely agree with you, uh, Jasper, in the sense that you have to be aggressive enough to make a move. But then, when you actually make the move, you can't be overly aggressive in the the way you make the move. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, um, I think that's... One of one of the challenges that many people have when they're going into this the drinking scene to yeah. meet people. Well, then when you're when you're drinking, you're sometimes way too aggressive and too excited to like be able to <laughs> be kind of be kind of calm. So I, I agree with you, and I actually um, I've been far far better at this now that I'm a little bit older and just confident in, in who I am and my ability to have a conversation. But when I was a little bit younger, I used to sit in my head. And try to think about the dopest one-liner that I was gonna throw out <laughs> so cute. much that like I missed the opportunity. All of a sudden she's gone, and I was all the whole time trying to think about how I was gonna slide up there, hit a little turn, <laughs> and then you know like spit this game, you know. Um, and and what I realize now is that if there's some somebody that I feel interested in, then it's cool, and I'm gonna be aggressive, and I'm just gonna go up. But I'm not gonna be aggressive and be like, damn. <laughs> I see you from all the way over there. You had me going crazy. You know, like, I'm not going to be... Jasper's different. <laughs> no, but I, it's, every, it's good. It's good. To each his own, right? Yeah, right. So right. Good, yeah. I use a lot of silly, silly one-liners. Because I was like, let me just see if she's going to think this is funny or she Like, it's right. all a game. Right. We're all playing this game and trying to find this this person, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't give yourself enough opportunity to, to, to like, hit the home run, like, you got to step up to the plate. Right. And a lot of people just aren't courageous enough to keep stepping up to the plate. Whether you And I'm a baseball guy. Whether you line out, whether you, you get a single, a double, I, I think we all want to hit the home run, right? I want to get that, find that person. Good luck. That's a that's you gotta. That's a journey. Right. Yeah, you yeah. gotta keep stepping up to the plate, and so people who keep missing out, I'm always like, what? 
what are you not doing? Mm-hmm. Because it's always, well, I can't meet no man or woman or whoever I'm trying to meet. I'm like, but what are you doing? Right. Because right. you're, you're the common denominator, which a lot of people rule out. And like, uh, I, I had a lot of good friends too, who are from the East Coast, moved to the Bay. I can't find no good men out here. And I was like, they're everywhere. So where are you hanging out? What do you think is about me? I said, well, there's something you're doing or mm-hmm. wherever you're hanging out that's causing you to feel this way about dudes in this area. Right. Because well, then they move to a DC or Atlanta, wherever they're going to go to these big cities, it's the same. That, so, that's you know, why I can't It's the stand. exact same. Dudes yeah. are dudes everywhere. I don't care what color they are. They are kind of, we're kind of all of the same. And I mean, and also, yeah, I think that's why when people say like, oh, this city's like this and that city's like that, <laughs> yes, but yeah. wherever you go, like, for, you're going to be there, like you said. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You, like, going back to what you said, Michael, earlier about like the internal dialogue that I think all of us have to some degree, turn that internal dialogue into something productive. Like, check in with yourself and think about like, what are your intentions? What are you looking for? What are you like your, we need to ask ourselves like these critical questions in terms of like, what are our deal breakers? Like, what are we looking for? Like, what makes us happy? Like checking in with ourselves and knowing ourselves better mm-hmm. is going to allow us to have better relationships, better friendships with other people. Right. But when you're just walking in, just kind of shooting at the wall without right. really checking in, then like you're all over the place. And you're right, there are great people out there. There are good men, there are good women. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just a whole complete, like, just chaos or whatever. Right, like, right. I, I, I know a lot of good people in my life. I consider myself a good person. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think I'm pretty awesome in a good I way. I agree. It's like, you're awesome, too. You're awesome. We're all awesome. So, yeah, I think, like. But you said, I think we, we mm-hmm. know we're great. But when it comes to sometimes dating, that greatness doesn't come out. Mm. You can second it's, guess yourself you sometimes. Do, yeah. People do it all the time. You see the most dynamic people, and you're like, why are you still single? And it's always like, you got to... Sometimes being single, sometimes like that question, like, why are you still single? Like, sometimes you may need some time to yourself before you want to go date again, too. That's true. Because I think, like, mm-hmm. like, I know, like, for me, for example, after going through some situations that I had been through, I needed some time to myself. And besides just, like, oh, let me just get with the next person. Because I'm, like, I always think about my dad. He says, there's always going to be somebody to be with. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. Like, some people will just be with somebody just because they're there. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want that for myself. I want to take the time to really learn from my past experience, make sure I'm good, check in with myself, be intentional so I can be good when I go back out and date again. So I right. think, you know, singleness isn't per se a bad thing. Nah. So I feel like I cut you off, though. I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> right. Now, one of the... Uh... <laughs> One of the I'll things that I that I feel like I'm also uh, like really uh, trying to navigate, mm-hmm. which I think is a challenge for me, is um, as a man, as a man in this society <laughs> that is filled with predators, right? Mm. And, and you know, people who like gain a little bit of power in somebody's life and entirely abuse it. Mm-hmm. I think that part of the reason why. Uh, I want to always come off in my interactions as respectful. I appreciate that. And I think that sometimes, though, doing that is almost maybe too passive, right? Like, because I want to walk out of the interaction and, or my first interaction with a young lady, I want, I want them to know and walk away from it being like, oh man, like, that is it, that is a, a good man. You know, that's somebody that I could really talk to. But in doing so, Kind of to, like what Jasper said, like I might have missed out on some of the opportunities. And granted, I mean I'm super corny. Like I'm gonna say something corny <laughs> that is gonna make you laugh off top, you know. Um, I, I I can talk all day, like you know it's it's good. I, I'm gonna I'm have a conversation, but it's really really important for me that like um 
the idea of like catcalling, right? So women walk down the street all the time and everywhere in America and they got these these you know, these men that say like, damn baby, did it did it did, right? So that may be that aggressiveness to step up to the plate right away, but then somebody like me is is thinking about that, stepping up to the plate. Like, man, I don't want to be like the the hundred dudes that she passed walking from the bar station that was really trying to, you know. I, I think there's a way where you can be aggressive, and aggress aggression isn't per se a bad thing, right? right. It's really just in the context and also the given person and situation. But I think there's a way where you can approach a woman in a direct way, letting her know that you are interested in her in a very respectful way, too. You ain't got to be like, damn, you got a fat ass or something like that. Right, like, right. What does she do, though? But, like, yeah, I mean, because you're thinking you can, it. You can think she knows she got a fat ass. But, You've been thinking it. <laughs> You just say, I'm an admirer of, like, nice derriere. I mean, you could... <laughs> That's better than saying you just got a fat ass, though. But what I'm saying is going back to, like, the original point. Okay, yes, we can acknowledge a person's physique, but the goal, or, like, at least as a woman, you want to feel like... I, you just don't want to feel like the man is just about your body. You want, like, are you interested in my mind? So are right. you interested in me? So how are you doing today, you know... I think you look nice. Whatever, whatever comes natural to you in a very like respectful way. That's still like direct. Right. But yeah. you got a fat ass. Like you about to get a fat lip talking to me like that. So, right. Here's, here's what I challenge people. Here's what I would challenge people to do. I think you should sometimes, and it, even when we're going out and you're dating, mm -hmm. you're always out as your representative. You're mm -hmm. never your total true self in that the first interaction. And so friends of mine who are a little more quiet and passive, I'm like, do something that's reckless and see how the person responds. Mm -hmm. And, and granted, I think until you experience it, you don't know what it's like to be on the other side. So for me, because I'm so like in your face and I'll say whatever, it's hard for me to be the shy guy who's like quiet. Mm -hmm. So I tried it one time. It was like, I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> but it was like, it was, it was, it's cool to kind of experience these different things because again, people gravitate towards certain types of energy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there are people like, when I'm always on the mic or in front of the group talking, they're like, well, I love the guy who's always talking, who's the life of the party, yeah. versus the person who's quiet with the drink, who's chilling in the corner. Because yeah, right. some of the quiet people are some of the most interesting people. Because once you course, open them up, they were like, this person has taken a vested interest in coming over to not talk to the, the quote-unquote popular person in the room. Mm -hmm. And then you can have a connection there. So I've, I've done it both ways. Yeah. Like, let me be the quiet guy or talk to the girl that everybody's not going to. Yeah. Mm. Because, again, she could be just as dynamic and beautiful, but, like, the girl who's on the mic, everybody's over there. I'm like, you know what? This girl bad, too. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, she's talking, but, like, she ain't said nothing yet. Mm -hmm. I want to hear what she got to say. Right. Yeah. And they respect that. So I think sometimes you do have to... It's a game. Sometimes mm. you can't be yourself when you go out, and I think that's what makes I think the dating scene fun. Whether it's online or virtual or in person, you got to go in as like, okay, this might not be the person I end up with, but let's see if I'm my true self, how that works out, and then maybe I try not being myself and see how that works out. But mm. I think there's still an element that you should offer by staying true to yourself. Like I don't. I'm not saying being a complete lie. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I, saying, I'm like, I I, I, yeah. like you know, like allow yourself to be versatile in how you yeah. like approach the people, For but sure. still be like honest about who you are and just like where you at. And like, I think like I think at times like like I think I think we overthink it. When at the end we of do. the day, it's we just do. like I think this person's attractive and I just want to get to know them. It's right. just a simple like, hey, how you doing? Where it goes and like it can lead to something. Yeah. Or it can't. But you know what? There's six billion people in this world. Yeah. And so shoot your shot. Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, we're going to have to wrap this up. This is, this is always so hard. because There's so many different ways to go with this conversation. But I really want to um, 
tap in or have a question around or leave our um, our listeners with what, like, okay, what is, like, your philosophy to dating? And what is, like, some advice you can give, like, to the listeners out there in conjunction, like, with yourself and with us sitting here in terms of, like, just approaching the dating world today? I know it's, like, a loaded question. I think um, my philosophy to dating, um, uh, one, is just to be creative. Um, be oh. I, I hate... Um, <laughs> Maybe not hate, but I hate, like, first date, go to dinner. Or first date. You know, like, I think so many people are, like, really rigid in the way that they begin a relationship. And I feel like there's so many different opportunities that you could do on a first date that's going to be a far greater time than um, going to dinner. Right. Um, I think that also also what you should do, um, like as you are on the dating scene, is like put yourself in positions to have conversation. So when you're mm. thinking about those dates, I'm about to think about Don't going go to, the to places. Don't right. Get, right. Oh, right. 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 Like, what? It's like right. we need to sit here quietly. Right. You know, or like uh, time. we talked about this before <laughs> on this podcast. Like uh, one of my favorite things to do as a date is to go to a museum. Mm. Right. Because here we are in this space where oh. like. It's kind of quiet. It's kind of, you know, and you got to talk. And then then you have a whole bunch of things that you could talk about when you're looking at the different exhibits within Mm. a museum, you know? Or like... um, Or amusement park where you stand in a line. That that works, (laughs) you know? Or like, uh, you know, we live in Oakland. Like, walk the lake, you know? But something that actively allows you the opportunity to show yourself to that person Mm. and to find out something about that person. Um, and, and, and don't, yeah, don't be rigid in the way that you go about that because there's so many different things. It's, it's Fleet Week this weekend. Yeah. You could go to Fleet Week with somebody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's so many different things you could do. Go in an escape room. See how they work under pressure. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, some friends not getting out. But something, um, <laughs> and then I think you said it also, uh, too, Aisha, is, uh, a little bit earlier. You got to be open to having a more friends and different style of friends, you know? Yeah. Like, um, sometimes, like, we be real cool with our coworkers, but we don't ever really want to kick it with them. But they might be somebody that, if we build a relationship with, they might put us in contact with somebody that could be a future mm-hmm. wife or husband, right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so I think that sometimes we get so comfortable within our small circle and then within our small circle we like oh i can't find no good men or i can't find no good women but like have you ever stepped outside of your comfort zone to go to somewhere where you're uncomfortable but you may have find an opportunity right um and so like just be open to meeting different friends be open to going to different events that you're not necessarily comfortable with um and i think there you'll end up finding a different style of people that that may really fit with you well yeah. Um, did you want to go or I can go? I got a good one. So oh, I, I, oh, I fought oh. this for a while, but it's legit. You need to learn your love language. Mm. And uh, shout out to the love engineer, yeah. Alex Merritt. So Alex is a good friend of mine. She does these events called Dessert and Discussion. Mm. <clears throat> and so one of the topics for the, the the event was the love language. And so, you know, mm. I took the quiz. Uh, What's your my, love language? Um, access service. 
What do you know what yours is? Um, I took the test, uh, but I can't remember it right now. That's a while yeah, ago. So there's five. So there's words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. Mm-hmm. And so, Grant, I know it's a little early in the process, but yeah. you need to know about yourself. Yes. You out here on this scene. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, this, the person who maybe not say a lot, but does a lot, I'm yeah. not like, ooh, they're doing a lot for me, and I just met them. I find that attractive. Yeah. Right? Or I want to hold hands and kiss and do all that. That's their thing. Like, I think a lot of us don't know ourselves yeah. well enough mm. and so we go out here and we're <laughs> shooting in the dark literally right yeah. but when you know about yourself you're like well if she don't do this i know it's not gonna work and yeah you you may cut some people off very quick but again i think you want to know a lot about yourself know your love language and then i think you'll have i'm not gonna say you're gonna have that much more success but you may have um interactions may go a little bit different when you know who you are right i like that <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah, my love language is words of affirmation and quality time. Speak life and speak love. That's good, though. I, I appreciate thinking about knowing yourself and also the creative dates, too. I'm like, yeah, have fun with it. Let's go have some dinner. Unless it's La Pinga. Ooh, we can't go wrong with that. But <laughs> can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with tacos. I'm going to say my philosophy right now and my advice to our listeners, it's kind of like a two-part one, but I was thinking about this. Um... Be gentle with yourself. Um, I think right now in our culture, there's like this whole idea where people got to, you know, be hard or I'm going to do me or I don't need nobody. and It's whatever. Like everybody kind of wants to put on like these airs. But at the end of the day, when we all like really are honest with ourselves, we want to connect. We thrive Mm -hmm. in connections. We are connective, thriving beings. And so I think it's important to like just be gentle with yourself. And I thought about it, too, in the terms of like a gentle man, like... I don't know what you would call that in reference to women, I guess like a gentle lady, but like the idea of just like, you know, allowing somebody and allowing yourself to just, you know, be soft, be vulnerable, be open, stop trying to like put on airs and stop trying to act like the sweetness or the gentleness isn't important because it is. Because that's like, that's where the comfort is. That's where the love is. So I think like allowing yourself to be gentle and allowing somebody else to be gentle with you is important. yeah, because I think, t- think talking about, like, you know, good, like, there ain't no good men out there. There are, like, and I'm, I'm a very, look, like, <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought we were wrapping this up. Hold on. I got time. I am a very, um, you guys know, I'm a very independent woman. I'm very ambitious and boisterous and all that. But I, I like a man that opens up the door. I like a man that, you, you know, like, little little things that really yeah. show, like, wow, like, you're being gentle with me, and, like, you, you're you taking care of me, not in the sense of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay for things or whatever. No, like, taking care of a person's heart, their spirit, their mind, and not just for a man to do that for a woman, but even for a woman to do that for a man, mm-hmm. you know? So taking care of each other and being gentle with each other, and also to have fun. Like, we're all in our heads about things, but... This is fun. It's like a friendship. It's like we're kicking it. We get to go out. We get to know each other. You get you get another person to add to like your life. Have fun with that. And whether it goes good or bad, you've got a story to tell. And that's why right. I forget. Yeah, like, yo, yeah, it was bad. True. Like, dude, you won't believe what happened last night. <laughs> and that goes whether it's good or bad. You have that same set. Of, you won't believe what happened last right, night. Right, right. Yeah. You got a story to tell. Yeah. Definitely. Every experience is only contributing to your your wholeness as a person, right? Yeah. And so everything is okay. Better to have loved than to never have loved at all. Yes. I like I'm glad this conversation was I feel like this was like a good kind of conversation. I feel like sometimes when you talk about dating it goes into like this. And yeah, these it and, does. And, and these women out here, I can't find nobody. Yeah. <laughs>
That happens every day, probably. Right? So we hope, you know, by you guys listening to us, it gives you a chance to check in with yourself, take that love language quiz, have conversations with your friends, and, you know, be intentional about where you're at, but also be open. So we'll definitely come back to this. We'll have more conversations around dating. But we're going to segue in to take root and give back and this week in the studio well this month in the studio we have with us mr jasper smith aka build wealth and um this week we're going to talk a little bit about budgeting and uh yeah ready? y'all got your note you got your notepad oh, yeah. i got my okay, notepad got my... i'm gonna keep this one short and sweet okay. Good. budgeting okay oh shoot oh you're not ready all right get ready get ready oh, i'm ready oh look <laughs> oh all right okay budgeting is the first step you know, we, we got to know what's coming in our pockets and what's going out of our pockets. If you can't if you can't do that, the rest of your financial plan is is a wrap. Mm. I mean, I, I still meet people today. You don't have to answer the question now, but a lot of people don't even check their pay stubs. And so when I ask somebody mm. in a meeting, I'm like, hey, so how much money do you make? They can't tell me. Wow. And on the flip side, if I ask somebody, well, how much is, let's say, like a, your car note? They can rattle off the number to the cent. Mm. Try it out. It, it's the most amazing thing where you're like, when I'm paying somebody else something, money's going out my pocket, I'm overly aware. Hmm. But when money's coming in, I don't track it. Try it out. Wow. Ask your friends who got a car note. I guarantee the number they quote you will be within some cents. I mean, they, they know that it's 432 every month. <laughs> and they know how much they're... But we don't do the same. We don't have the same approach to where we're earning income. Mm. So that's basic fundamental, right? Yeah. God knows coming in, God knows going out. And so budgeting can be done a lot of different ways. There's no one set way because mm-hmm. everybody learns differently. We need a different system. And so I think you want you need to find a budgeting system that works for you. Mm-hmm. Now the old school way is, you know, you jot down your income streams, you jot down all your bills, you do a little bit of math. Mm-hmm. Is there something left over? Are you below? Or did it, you know, yeah. balance out? Now, the, in, in the perfect world, people all say, well, I want to have extra money at the end of the month. Yeah. <clears throat> in the perfect world, you should zero out. Every dollar should be accounted for every single month, if you really mm-hmm. want to get that technical. But people will say, well, I'm under, meaning, okay, you're not making enough to even survive. That's always a bad thing when you have a deficit. But then people who say, well, I have a little bit of extra money, well, we should go spend that money. And that money could be spent, quote, unquote, on either some savings, I actually physically go spend it and buy something. Yeah. And so, again, you either want to see, you just want to see where you are. Mm-hmm. It, it, yes, it will take a little bit of time. If you're not using a lot of cash, you really can just print out your bank statement or statements. So if you're using mm-hmm. a credit card or your debit cards, there's a record of all of yeah, your purchases. It is. So if you're living in cash, okay, you really got to keep your physical receipts. But if you only use plastic, which is what most people do, that's an easy way to kind of start the budgeting process mm. to get an idea of where in the hell am I spending my money? Because mm. people, you really don't know unless you're tracking. So an activity I try to get people to do is track all of your spending for one week. Mm. It is the most nerve-wracking thing because, again, you can cheat and just, if you only use your debit card, you know that the record is being kept for you. Mm-hmm. And there are, like, apps on, like, your... <clears throat> all, they're everywhere. They're, yeah, in terms of, like, your bank, they can even, like, break down percentage-wise yep. just how much you spend on food, on retail, yep. and different things. I remember one month, I said, damn, I eat out a lot. Yeah, but... You know, if like, people, yeah. But if people never do that review, they won't really know. They'll just say, well, I make enough money, or they know, or feel... People always say, I feel like I'm living check to check. 
You feel that way because you lost as hell. You you really don't. You feel lost because you've never looked at your numbers. Mm-hmm. That that's the biggest piece when it comes to budgeting. So I try to get people to do like these little activities to get an idea of where am I spending my money and do I need to make some adjustments or can I curb curb some things or maybe I need, I, I need to have that conversation either with myself or with somebody about my habits. Mm. Now, if the old school way of budgeting doesn't work for people, because again, for me, it didn't. Like writing everything down and kind of doing it every month, it was just I couldn't commit to it. Mm. Some people can. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't. So I found a strategy and I kind of tweaked it a little bit. So this is my, this is Mr. Bill Wells' <laughs> budgeting strategy, <laughs> but it's called the 50 20 30 plan. <clears throat> and so the idea behind the 50 20 30 is. And I'll break down the numbers here in a second. But, of course, you do need an income, whether that's one income or multiple incomes. Right. And it is, I laugh, too, when people say they're like, why do you laugh? I say, because there's people out here who don't have jobs or who are not running a business, and yet they want to do all this financial planning. And I'm like, hey, your first priority, get a job. <laughs> have some income. And people are like, that makes so much sense. I'm like, I know, right? You got to have some money coming in. And then we can start that process. So whether you have one income or multiple, mm-hmm. you know, if we go ahead and take out taxes, your money really goes into three areas. And so the first category is called your essentials. So these are essential to everybody, everywhere. And the 50 is tied to the essentials category. So 50 is a percentage. <clears throat> so whether you have one or multiple income streams, you should be spending no more than 50% on the following four items. That is your shelter, whether that's your mortgage or your rent. That's food. That's transportation. And then utilities. So out of all your income streams or your income, you want to see if you're spending 50% or more on your shelter, food, transportation, and utilities. When you say transportation, are you talking in terms of like yes. your car note? Or are you talking about like gas? Or are you talking about like your clipper card? Or is that Gas, clipper card, all of that. And car note? Uh, car note's a debt. So we'll come to that. But how, how you get around. So whether that's bus, bike, okay. walking, the scooters, however you do it, that is a cost. We got to get around somehow, some way. But 50%. And it's, this is just a test. Yeah. I know we live in the Bay Area, so it's <laughs> super expensive. <laughs> with I know your rent is probably your highest. Usually, that's, that's the top. Criminal, because they say your rent shouldn't exceed 30% of 30%, income. right. Yeah, but right, right so, now we know. Yeah. It, know. It's tough, right? It's so, hot out here for a penis. Usually, after your, your rent or your mortgage, the next biggest expense is usually your food. Right? That's usually number two. But again, out of all those four things, you should be checking to see if you're spending more than half of your income or incomes on those essentials. Okay. Now, when I first did the activity, I was at 62%. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. So you, know, I don't have to explain the other two categories. It's just I'm already over. Yeah. Now, again, don't. this is not like in stone. This is just a framework to get you thinking about do I need to really reassess where I live and my eating habits? Because those are usually the bigger two. So I got a lot of people out here in the Bay. Well, I got my education. You know, I got this nice paying job, but my rent is like $3,000. And it's just them in a one-bedroom or a studio. And I'm like, you got some friends. Would you mind living with somebody else? But a lot of people want their independence. And independence comes with a price. Unfortunately, this this day and age it does. (laughs) And especially living here in the Bay Area. So it's one of those, it's tough for a lot of people to really change. I said, Mm -hmm. it's worth it. Unless you're making a ton of money. And you can afford to live this nice lifestyle, but a lot of people, 
their rent is eating them alive. Yeah, mm. Literally. We could do a topic on that. That's it's, what, yeah. it's killing them. Yeah. So, so 50% to the essentials. So the next category are your financials. So your financial obligations. <clears throat> so we're going to apply 20% of all of our income or incomes to our financial obligations. Now, these I'll list out in order. There is saving. There's debt. There is insurance. There are investments. And then there's retirement. So again, there's five categories that we're going to be applying 20% into, you know, that we should be focused on every month. So I'm saving, I may have some debt, there's insurance, there's investments, and there's retirement. So I list savings first because, again, the old adage, pay yourself first. I still believe that. Like, <laughs> that's a bill you should want to pay every month. Mm. Whether that's in your shoebox or in your savings account or at the credit union, I don't care how you do it, but you got to commit to something. You got to save some money. Yeah. Debt, we all got some. So debt is real simple. Pay it off. Whether whether that's focusing on the debt with the highest interest rate and focusing on that debt, because the longer you have it outstanding, the more you actually are paying in interest payments, yeah. right? That's great. That, that's mathematically, that's that's hurting you the longer you have that debt. Yep. But then there's the other school of thought where you focus on the debt with the smallest balance and you knock that one out first, and then you focus on the, the higher balances. Why? Because money is emotional. So I feel bad because I have a student loan and credit cards and a car note and this. So you got to segment out like, okay, could I pay off that $100 credit card bill next month? Of course you could. So mm-hmm. you wipe that out. So now what you do is you start focusing that $100 you were spending on the credit card or to pay it off. You add that on top of whatever payment you're making on debt number two. So it's called the debt snowball technique. Mm -hmm. So you focus on the smallest debt. And when you pay off one debt, you don't go spend that money on something else. Mm -hmm. You add that payment onto this to the second payment. Mm -hmm. So now essentially you're making two payments on one debt. And if you had a third one and you got debt one and two paid off. So now you have essentially two, three payments in total that you're making on debt number three. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you see these articles about, oh, I'm a teacher and I paid off $80,000 in debt in a couple of years or whatever the number is, usually they're taking advantage of that debt snowball technique. Mm -hmm. And all they're doing is you're paying the minimum balances on everything else that's larger, but you're getting those little debts knocked out. Yeah. So then psychologically, you're feeling better mm-hmm. about your situation. You mm-hmm. still might have a lot of debt, but at least you're getting like, oh, that's one That's one less one I got to pay. Yeah. There's another one gone. And yeah. then you build that that uh, that momentum, and that's what helps you get rid of debt. Mm-hmm. So whichever strategy you choose, whether that's paying off the debt with the highest rate, interest rate, mm-hmm. or, or focusing on the one with the smallest balance, yeah. whichever one you choose, you're right. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's just people don't think of it that way. Pick a strategy. There's Stick also to the options too. Like if there's like a credit card debt that you want to pay off, if you have the opportunity, there's like a there's a fee depending, but you can like work it out where you can transfer a balance to a zero percent interest and it could sit for a year, but you have to get on top of that. Yep. You got it. You I've you, done it. Yeah, balance gotta, transfer yeah. cards. They're great. Yeah. So it can kind of so while you're working on like one debt, then you get to that one while the interest is not building and you can knock it off just as a strategy. Yes, I've done that. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I yeah I was like well, let me get that zero percent APR for mm-hmm. thirteen months, so I only owe what I owe. Yep. And then mm-hmm. you get to that. And you and get working. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is definitely another viable option for people. Yep. I had to do that one time. It worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. To the- so we got savings, we got debt. So in- insurance is a kind of a loaded category. So I put like a little asterisk beside this one. You're, if you are employed and you're, you, know, you work for a large enough employer, most of your primary insurances are taken 
before you get that paycheck. So even before you get that income, that's already taken out on a pre-tax basis. Like they're taking that out before yeah. you get the money. Yeah. So I think of your, you may have disability insurance through the job, life insurance, you got dental, you got vision, medical. Uh, health. Medical, yeah. Medical, yeah, yeah, medical. Those are like the big five. Yeah. Those are already taken out before you get your paycheck. Yes. So those aren't, aren't included in the 20%. But then other insurances you may have on the outside could be, you know, cell phone insurance, uh, renter's insurance, there could be um, your car insurance, car insurance, uh, your uh, homeowner's insurance, and there's a ton of other insurances out there. So your 20% may or may not be that much because your primary ones are coming from your employer. Yeah. Now, if you don't have that luxury through your employer, then, yeah, you're paying for that out of pocket on your own. Now, the whole <laughs> insurance, again, put like a little asterisk. So you may or may not... You may or may not be devoting a lot of extra money to outside insurances. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes when you have certain coverages through your job, depending on your situation, it always makes sense to look at maybe supplementing what you have through the job. Because mm -hmm. a lot of us get lulled into the, well, I got covered through the job. I'm like, well, do you expect on having that job forever? Because if you ever leave that company, a lot of times your insurances aren't portable. Mm -hmm. So you had all that life insurance and disability and all of that, and you left. Uh, now you have no insurance. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's always good if you can afford it to have some supplemental insurance coverage on the outside. Yeah. Mm. All right, so that tackles the first three. So then number four is investments. Now, <clears throat> most people aren't doing any other investments outside of maybe their retirement accounts, which I'll hit next. And so investments, I think of you are investing in yourself by way of an education, like certifications we were talking about earlier. And hopefully you're not getting into a lot of debt. But usually that's kind of a, a double-edged sword where I'm investing in myself to go back to school, mm -hmm. but I took out that loan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's kind of a you know double-edged sword. But I may be investing in just uh, the stock market in general. So nothing like retirement-focused, but maybe I'm just buying stocks, bonds, ETFs, whatever it is you want to buy, uh, cryptocurrency. But again, you have an investment account that's just securities but not tied to retirement. So that's, that's what I consider an investment. You are investing in real estate. That's mm -hmm. another viable investment you could be making, or you could be investing in a business. So those are kind of the big four where I'm investing in myself. I'm investing uh, in the stock market mm -hmm. or, you know, crypto, whatever it is. I'm investing in real estate or I'm mm -hmm. investing like physically in a business. Yes. So those are what I consider investments. And now generally a lot of people, maybe, maybe, they do or don't have the cash to really do a lot of extra investments. So I always kind of put a little asterisk besides that one also, because mm -hmm. you might not have that, you know, th that money to really do anything extra. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important. Okay. And then I segment out retirement, which is the last section. I do that on purpose because in your mind, I want you to think about all these things in, in a different compartment. So retirement is going to happen to everybody in this room. <clears throat> it's coming. You're going to get old. Unless you know your exact day you're going to leave this earth, you should plan to get old. Mm. And hopefully, you got, <laughs> got I, would, I, I would want you to have some money and not have to work until you're like, you know, pretty much dead. I mean, it's a sad reality that people don't plan for this. And as long as you are actively working, if you haven't gotten on it just yet, today's a good day to start. And mm -hmm. so retirement, again, I put like a little asterisk beside this one also because if your job offers a retirement plan, they're taking that money before you get your paycheck. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's not including your 20%. But I always, again, recommend you doing something else. If you can afford having something else on the outside of your job for retirement. Mm. So I know it's five categories. It's only 20% and people kind of freak out. I'm like, well, again, there's some of these things you may or may not be doing. Some yeah. of these things your job is taking care of. Yeah. And so it makes it a little more appetizing to know, okay, I can do this 20% into my financial obligations. Mm, okay. so, so now we've attacked the 50, we've attacked the 20, 
The last category is 30%, mm -hmm. and this is your lifestyle. Hmm. 30% is a lot. And, <laughs> and so somebody had challenged me on this. They were like, well, why, why aren't the financial obligations 30 and then lifestyle 20? Mm. But understanding how humans and their behavior, the the bigger number to have fun is easier for you to commit to. Mm. So, so in this framework, the important stuff is the 70%, the 50, and the 20. Mm. If you can commit at least to that, yeah. I don't care what you blow your money on. You know mm. why? Because you're taking care of all the other important stuff, so you should go enjoy yourself. So mm. I don't care what car you drive, what kind of clothes you wear, the shoes you like. It doesn't matter what the experiences you want to go on. It, How many tacos you want to eat. <laughs> Are we going to tacos after this? Aisha, you want, you want, to, go, you want to get some lunch? We get some tacos? <laughs> Tacos are on your mind today, but they are always on your mind. Right. So lifestyle is the that's enjoy yourself. So if you can commit to the seventy percent, you are doing what you should be doing as an adult, mm. straight up. And now I've given you this framework has given you the freedom to enjoy yourself. Mm. This actually helped me get out of my budgeting issues because mm. again I looked at the fifty and the twenty and I said okay I can do all these I am doing these things. But again, most people are focused on that lifestyle, which is in most people's cases way more than 30%. So it, it's going to force you to say, I've got to start making some different decisions about my life. So if I'm one of these people mm -hmm. who love to travel, like I know i got to travel over over here, mm -hmm. plan ahead. Yep, that's right. You know, do, uh, Get that travel credit card. Right, build up the points. Get the reward. Like, right. <laughs> you know, find, you know, go in on group. I mean, find creative ways yeah. to get this done so you can enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. But again, the 50, 20, 30 helped me get over my budgeting issues because it, one, it, was, it wasn't that threatening. It was like, I got to do, I got to sit down for maybe 15 minutes mm. and do a quick assessment. Right. Yeah. And that's budgeting, man. That's, that's it. How do you mm. navigate when you're thinking about 50, 20, 30, mm -hmm. how do you navigate, for example, um, like I was talking about food, mm -hmm. you know, I want tacos every day <laughs> that falls into 30% or like if I want to drive a Benz and that's part of my 20% debt, but I want to put that into my 30% as a lifestyle. So, like, how do you navigate, great, great point. Um, you know, like, keeping them sectioned off, right, and ma making sure you're not doing the wrong thing? You got to make some sacrifices. Yep. And that's, that's, that's the only thing it boils down to. So I've had, I had a friend who lived out, like, San Ramon, Dublin area, took, you know, public transportation into the city, like, had a job in downtown San Francisco, but it had this car note of, like, $700. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so you don't drive your car to work. Um, you're not getting clients from driving your car even on the weekends. I was like, so why do you have this car payment and the car sits in your driveway most days of the week? And so wow, took them a little time, but they got rid of the car. Yeah. They got something more affordable. Yeah. So it, it's going to challenge everything you have done up to this date. And that's where myself, as, an, as, as this financial guy, I can't help you do that. All I can tell you is that here's what here's what it is. What are you willing to do to change this? Mm -hmm. Like the, the the moving thing. Oh, people are big on not having roommates. I'm like, great. So where else are you gonna scale back to make sure you're not spending most of your paycheck just to pay your rent? Mm. That's old. You got to make some tough decisions. So right. I, personally, I did it when I did. I had that 62 percent, and I said, ooh, okay. And my rent was still going up. And this one I lived in Walnut Creek. Yeah, everybody should find them a Sherry. I love Sherry to death. I moved in with Sherry. I mean, Fine, you were Sherry. Sherry. <laughs> I love Sherry to death. But Sherry, I, I was like, Sherry, my rent's going up, and she had a four-bedroom house. I was like, can I come rent a room from you? It, it was like, yo, I, 
love Sherry to death. And I said, I'm trying to like take the advice that I'm actually giving. And so yeah. I've been a huge proponent of, I did that 50, I said, something has got to change. I've seen my numbers. Yeah. I can all, and people of this school of thought, I can, you can only do two things. You can make more money or cut expenses. Which one's going to be easier for you? Now, if you're real entrepreneurial, you're going to say, I can make more money quicker. Because you're going to hustle, you're going to grind, you're going to do what it takes. Yeah, but then, where you'll t- yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Take time. time to do that. There it is, right? That's the time factor. So still going to be... I can stop going and getting tacos every week. Mm-hmm. Or go, it's, like, once a week. Once or, a week. Or once right. every it's like week. Things like, it's like with coffee. People are like, well, I got to have my coffee. Could mm-hmm. you make one cup before you leave your house? Yeah. Right. You know? So it's like not... It doesn't have to be this large, gargantuan thing. If we break it down into these little these little areas that that's how we challenge and focus our efforts mm-hmm. because when it comes to financial planning even this budget people look at the bigger picture like oh god i don't make enough money or i do okay that's that's a big issue but then after that it's like well what else can i be doing to make sure if i don't make a lot how can i still have a pretty decent life making what i make yeah. and right. it's like the i always think about my dad told me it's like the pain of discipline or the pain of regret there's yeah. going to be some type of sacrifice you're going to have to make. You have to think about, like, are you trying to satisfy what you want now or what you want in the long haul? Because, you know, going to rent out a room right now is going to benefit you in the long haul in terms of, like, saving, knocking out debt, yeah. you know, all those type of things so that you can get what you want in the long haul. But we have to, like, check in with ourselves and, like like you said, recognize where is my money going? What do I need to scale back on? Right. And how do I start making those, like, changes so I can, like better have a manager well you said the keyword you gotta check in nobody checks Mm -hmm, we just mm -hmm. keep living Mm -hmm. and we're never stopping to check to see how am i actually doing like i ask people like how much time did you spend and i would always do it towards the end of the year i would say how much time this year did did you spend on financial planning and people are like zero Mm -hmm. or next to none i'm like no wonder your your stuff is jacked right you spent no time right but you went to work, you went to the club, you went on a vacation. You planned for all these other things in your life. Yeah. But all the things that you're doing in your life require some money. Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking, too? And then we got to segue mm-hmm. in we got to wrap up. But I, I thought about this, like, because I know, like, for budgeting with me, like, my um, challenge has been sticking to the budget. Yep. Because I start, oh, I'll just do this this month. And I'll just, mm-hmm. you know, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to do this now. So I feel like I need, and what I'm going to start doing with myself is, like, a check-in accountability buddy. Because when I've made other changes in the past, sometimes when I have somebody that's, like, holding me accountable, or I don't know, put that picture of, like, Terry Crews on, like, my, you know, on my debit card where you reach into your wallet, like, don't, do like, don't spend that goddamn money, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I don't know, maybe get, like, an accountability buddy that you trust that you can check in with to, like, hold you accountable. I think mm. I'm going to start doing that so I can stay on top of my budget because I've had moments where I'm on top of it and then I've had moments like, ah, whatever, I'm just going to spend it. You and know? that's going to happen. Right. We're human. Yeah. Right. But this framework, I get yeah. you, that's 30%. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you yeah. blow it on. It's just, if you're not doing the other stuff, that's a sign for disaster in the yeah. long run. Right, you right. can get by. I was getting by just fine, but then when I did the 50, 20, 30, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. I thought I was doing all right. Right. I got to make some tweaks. But I don't, I never thought about as this whole, I got to do it all today. Yeah. I got to take these baby steps. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, Like, you don't just, you don't just come into this life and magically do your budget. Yeah. Like, it's going to take, give yourself the right to fail. Right. And give yourself Mm -hmm. the right to fail for a couple of months. Like, you're trying to start now. It's about to be the holidays. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Most people are going to blow it. I mm-hmm. can't stick to my budget because my family's saying I gotta be here. I gotta pick up the food, pick up the dish, <laughs> and you're not you're not even mentally ready to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So maybe you put it off until the new year. There's never right. gonna be a perfect time to do this, and that's the problem. Right. Like this New Year's resolutions is some bullshit. 
It's like I don't. I should not have to wait to January to start acting right. Yo, do it today. Yeah. Right. How about you start your risk? Right. I'm not gonna wait till January. And yeah. all, but people still love that group New Year's resolution type of challenge. I do challenges all the time. There you go. Because yeah. I'm trying to get better in all these different facets of my mm-hmm. life. Nobody's doing financial challenges except during New Year's. I'm going to get my money right this year. Good luck. I'm going to check in with you in June. Right, right, <laughs> right. people who lose weight. I'm going to lose weight this year. Good luck. I'm going to check in six months to see if you're still eating right. Right. So, essentially, people, all you got is today. So, yeah. take this advice that we that Mr. Bill Wealth has just given you in terms of, like, budgeting, the 50, 20, 30 plan. Write your notes. We were writing our notes. And start today. And, like, you know, give yourself the grace to, like, fail. But get back up and keep trying. Right. So, I got I got two quick questions. Do we got time for that? Is that well, all right? We already, I know we're getting close. Yeah, like, make it quick. We got to All right. The questions will be uh, asked quickly. Uh, one one question I have for you is if I track my spending for one week, is that, an, is that enough time for me to be able to, like, find this breakdown? And the second question is where does, like, for example, I coach and I get a one-time stipend yep. from this coaching job? So where do like these one-time payments that we may come along fall in in, in this structure? Yeah. So your budget is going to be, it's going to be a dynamic tool, right? So if you have a stable job, but you have other windfalls of money that come in, you're going to have to make that adjustment along the way, but you can still track to see what your bills are. Mm -hmm. So the income, it may fluctuate, but you still need to do an assessment of saying the week is just to see if you'll commit. The week is is, is baloney if you don't commit. If you yeah. can't commit to a week, you can't do it for a month. Mm. So I've got to you, I've got to get you to pass some preliminary test, mm. and that's why you do the week thing just to see can I track and get focused on this in this moment in time. Yeah. If I can do it for a week, I can probably do it for two weeks or three weeks and then a month. Got it. Got so it. you give yourself that time to build up. But yeah, if you have influxes of money because you, you're in a position that gives you like uh, a stipend or you get a bonus or a commission, mm-hmm. then yeah, you want to. What's your baseline number in terms of income? And then whatever else comes on the top, you need to have a decision made for that money before you get it. So mm-hmm. I know if you're coaching and you know, hey, I get this payout on the 28th after this you know, tournament or whatever, that money should already be going into one of those buckets. Yeah. So you get ahead of the game. Because if not, you get the money and then you think, I'm going to go spend it first and then I'll think about what I'm going to save or invest in. Right. So you, you, you got to get, get ahead of the game. Yeah. Mm. Stay ahead of the game. Wasn't that a rap song? Sorry. I don't know. Uh, what did you uh, right? <laughs> What do you bring up that was not a rap song or some type of song? Out the case, stay ahead of the game. Yeah. Oh, save up by condo, Trina. So I- <laughs> <laughs> wow. We- <laughs> Hope you had a good. Uh, uh, this was a good session on budgeting. Uh, <laughs> ain't that a rap song? <laughs> so sorry. Lord. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh. <laughs> I mean, but Trina was she just save up by a condo, but then there was other lyrics following that that weren't appropriate. Anyway, that's a conversation to have. Inappropriate lyrics and songs you listened to when you were in high school. I digress. Yes, thank you, Jasper, you with budgeting. Much needed for ourselves here in the studio and yes. also for our listeners. So, yeah, let's all, let's all hold ourselves accountable. Let us know budget. how it goes. Hopefully somebody adopts it once they hear this episode and maybe they try it out and let you know yeah. on the team. Like, let let it, us yeah. know. Let us up. Try it out, see how it works out, and report back. Yeah. All right, guys, so we're going to um, segue into reading is good for the soil. Um, I love this time of the... I'm going to say I love this time of the year. I love this time of the show. You already know that. Who wants to go first? 
I'll go. I'll be I'll be quick. Okay. So today I will not be doing a financial book. I know I always give a financial one every time. Oh, okay. But and staying in line with the theme about dating and all that. <laughs> so I want to recommend <laughs> that people read. It's called The Female Brain by Luann Brenzendine, MD. And I'll read the front of the cover. So it says, sassy, witty, reassuring, and great fun. All women and the men who love them should read this book. And so it taught me about how women's brains operate versus men. Mm. And I think that's another big issue when we're dating. Like, you need to understand how women think. It's not as Mm. linear as men. Men are pretty linear. Boom, 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 boom. Women... I think the analogy they have, even on the cover, is uh, twisted up cord. See that? That's because we are able to multitask and see all different things while still being linear. It talks about that in the book, Michael. It talks about that in the book. And we're still able to be linear in the same process? Sometimes. I know because men are like, well, I can only do one thing at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to comment. It's a great book to help. And I think there's... There are both. There are books oh, on both on both sides of the house. <laughs> I know. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> so again, the female brain is uh, by Dr. Luann Brenzendine, and again, it's just a good read to maybe help you know you understand if you're a woman, but also the men. For it was a man. It was an old brother who recommended I read this book, hmm. and hmm. it will definitely help men when they go out on dates. So. <laughs> All right, brothers, buy the book. All right, the female, I want to read the female brain to see what is aligned and what is not. Okay. Uh, I wish I could see. Oh, um, I'll go next. So I have two books just to kind of even it out. In the theme of dating, um, I think I talked about this book, but we never on an episode we never released. But um, there's a book called The Conversation, How Men and Women Can Build Loving, Trusting Relationships by Mr. Hill Harper. Yep. Um, shout out to Keegan, uh, my old, my friend and colleague from grad school. She still got my book, so uh, send that back when you get a chance, girl. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember in grad school, a group of students started a, the Conversation Remix, where they met up monthly and had conversations between men and women. Mm. So Hill Hopper just tracks all these different conversations of different groups of men and women talking about dating, love, and relationships. Um, there are some things in there you can agree, you can disagree with or whatever, but generally what I love about it is the fact that conversations are happening. Mm-hmm. And I think the more that men and women have a chance to not only talk with one another, but listen to one another, that's where we can build respect, common ground, and understanding. So I would definitely say check that book out. And then also just, you know, I was thinking about novels back when I was, like, in high school that I used to really enjoy reading, like, Let It Be, The Coldest Winter Ever, or Fly Girl, you know? <laughs> yeah, did y'all read those? I did not. You should read... Okay, they're good. So, uh, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> but um, there's an author. Her name is Shaneska Jackson. I don't think she's really well-known, but she is a really phenomenal urban writer. And um, I read this book back in high school called blessings. It's about four women working in a hair salon, all from different backgrounds, um, a widowed mother, a very ambitious um, entrepreneur-type woman, another woman dealing with infertility, like, just different things that all these women are, like, struggling with, but finding a common ground to, you know, bond together and overcome their given struggles. There's a lot of comedy, there's a lot of sadness, but overall, it's a good-feeling story with, like, a sense of gratitude. And since it's called Blessings, I think it's, like, a blessing to anybody who reads it. And I thought about it recently. I was like, oh, 
revisit that book now as an adult. So I would definitely say check out Shaneska Jackson. She is a black woman, and her book is called Blessings. And uh, the book that I brought today is called Un F U Asterisk K Yourself um, <laughs> by Gary John Bishop. Oh and uh, what's the title again? <laughs> Unfuck <it>. yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is recorded forever. Um, but uh, get out, get out of your head and into your life. Mm. Um, so right, we talked about this uh, today on on the episode a lot when it comes to dating, when it comes to stepping up to the plate. Oh. Sometimes we get so caught up in our head that we just don't really uh, live our lives. Um, so in uh, in uh, connection to what we talked about with dating and making sure that you know we are. Um, stepping up to the plate and actually actively trying to find the person that we want to be committed to, um, Unfuck Yourself <laughs> by Gary John Bishop. Can you read what it says on the back, the little, the little tagline? <laughs> Wake up. You're a, you're a fucking miracle of being. I want to read that. Daniel Michael, when are you going to invite us to your, like, secret library that you have somewhere hidden in Oakland that you're not telling it's us about. No, I'm telling you, it's like one small bookshelf. He comes with the books, and he oh. always comes with the actual book, too. I'm like, he got a library, man. I'm like, it's not for the that invite. expensive. It will be one day, though. <laughs> one day I will have a library. You photos to confirm or deny that? Uh, I'll, say, I'll take a photo. <laughs> I love it. I definitely love the title. It's hilarious. Yes, guys, make sure to check out all the books for this week's reading. It's good for the soil. This has been a good show. How are you guys feeling? Feeling good. Feeling great for the rest of the Sunday? Absolutely. Walking in great. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm about to go to L.A. and San Diego and Seattle. About to see some of my friends. About to do some work. This week's about to be bomb. Okay. Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? Feeling good. Feeling great as well. Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? I'm going to say the same. <laughs> feeling good, feeling great. Yes, guys. We are the CG So Podcast. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. We're about to head on out. But before we leave, we always leave with the quote for the week. Um, does anybody want to kick us off? I could go first. Yeah, go first. Um, the whole time I was trying to think of something like really <clears throat> profound and amazing. But honestly, all I'm going to say is love is for the mature. I heard that a while ago. I can't even remember who said it. I want to say it was James Baldwin, but I feel like he would have added more to it. But love is for the mature is rooted in the fact that to really love yourself and to really love another person, you really got to check in with yourself and you really have to be in a mature state of mind. Put all the childish stuff away. Put all the excuses away. Own up. Be mature. And allow yourself to love others as well as love yourself. So love is for the mature. Mm -hmm. I don't have a real good one. That's fine. You got some. It's just straight to the point. Get money. Get money. <laughs> Michael, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> that was too fast. That was I too you're fast. Be like, get money. Don't let it get you. Is that no? Oh. Nope. Um, I don't think a player's club. Right. <laughs> Can I get an exclamation? No. <laughs> um, the one that I'll go with today. Um, Talk to your partner about the relationships they witnessed as a child mm. to see where their ideas of love come from. Michael, 
You be coming. See, Michael came with yeah, that. Yeah, in the show now. That was good. That was good. That was good. Look, look at that. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. That's, that's man. We should have talked about that a little right. bit. Yeah. Learn a lot. That's a good question to ask somebody. Like, so yeah, how were you? Your Future parents. episode. There we go. What your parents do? <laughs> yes, everybody. We are the CG Soul Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks. The next episode is going to be the economics of dating. Mm. Ooh, stay tuned for that. But yes, enjoy your week. Stay beautiful. Stay blessed. Peace. Peace.